Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of Shots of Serenity podcast. I am your host, Jasmine St. John. Happy April. Happy Financial Literacy Month. Happy, like, wonderful springtime. <laughs> I don't know. I just love me some April. I don't know if it's because I'm biased because I was born in April, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Today, we are having an amazing conversation with an amazing soul, Miss Janelle. Janelle received her Bachelor's of Science in Finances in 2018, and she has worked for two Fortune 500 companies since then. She also has had different roles in finances and has experience in entrepreneurship outside of her nine to five. So currently, Janelle is working as a data analyst, and she's currently building a platform to provide more financial literacy. So, I mean, who better to have this conversation with? I would like to preface that this was a awareness conversation. You guys know I say this at in all of our episodes. You take what you need from it. You leave what you don't. In no way, shape or form are we providing financial advice. We're not telling you what to do with your money. We just thought that this can be a beautiful way to have a nice foundational conversation about why it's important to gain some financial wellness, some financial understanding, especially as it relates to our mental health. Life just be life in, right? And there's so many things that are outside of our control, but there are some things that are within our control that can give us a peace of mind. So this was a dope conversation. I don't know if I'm just being biased. I believe all of my conversations are amazing as all of my interviewees are dope individuals. So I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. And I hope that you gained something, some tangible things that you can take away from this conversation. So let's get into how we can make some sound decisions about our finances today. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Hello, my loves, and welcome to Shots of Serenity, where you can find dope conversations and a peace of mind. This podcast is not meant to be a replacement for counseling or psychotherapy. I encourage each and every one of you to seek out a licensed helping professional as you see fit. This podcast was established as a safe space to continue the conversation of mental health and all of its manifestations. Now, let's get into it. All right, Ms. Chanel One, thank you for coming on to our podcast and having this conversation. For those of you guys that don't know, today, this month is Financial Literacy Month. So that is what we're going to be talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Janelle, one, can you even talk to us about what is financial literacy? Like when you say that word... Well, actually, let me start over. Let me let you introduce yourself as well, because I know you're just like a multifaceted being. So whatever you want to offer us, how would you introduce yourself? Absolutely. So I am Janelle. I, like Jasmine said, I'm multifaceted. Still, you know, figuring my way through life. But as of right now, um, everything that I do is all encompassing of anywhere from like Home decor, being a home decor enthusiast. My actual job is data analyst. Uh, and then a whole bunch of creative stuff in between. So <laughs> that's me. But yeah, so I'm happy to be talking about financial literacy here with you. Yes, I love that. And uh, through every episode, I definitely tell people how I meet my interviewees. I feel like this 
year specifically, I'm trying to attract like community and connections. So although that being said, we actually knew each other from work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the job that, as we kind of discussed, was a stepping stone, you know, mm-hmm. no need to disclose where or anything, <laughs> but a job where we were able to meet. And I think a beautiful thing when I reflect on, you know, how I met interviewees or just beautiful people in general. I think about like how in that space, whatever needed to flow needed to flow. So we weren't that close. We weren't talking all the time or like, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging out outside of work. But I feel like you were able to help me out with like you making wigs and things of that sort. We would always definitely be like respectful with each other, say hi and Mm -hmm. bye, you know, converse here and there. But I think this space to be able to exchange who we are now because we're definitely not the same people we were then and then to talk about something so beautiful so important our community is amazing uh so I just want to say I appreciate you I thank you for taking the time to talk to us about something that you obviously feel passionate about and something that I think encompasses overall holistic wellness Mm -hmm. So that being said, I guess I'll actually go back to my first question, which is <laughs> what is financial literacy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, I want to thank you as well for bringing me here in general and kind of making me feel seen. Like, I feel like I feel like I do a lot, but I don't know if it's always like recognized. I just do it just because I want to do it. So yeah. you reached out to me. I feel like that was me. So I really appreciate that. Um, and as far as. before as far as financial literacy goes financial literacy it sounds super broad Mm -hmm. because it kind of is but it's it's all about like understanding making your financial decisions making sound decisions being able to like know where to get information or just understand bits and pieces here and there um so just make sure that you're doing what you need to do for yourself Mm -hmm. financially like you you can make those good decisions so that's financial literacy yes okay okay so essentially kind of what to use your words making sound decisions making decisions that uh, aren't too risky (laughs) would you say or would you say that within the financial literacy realm it's okay to make risky decisions and I know that's probably like a broad question because I know it depends on like the situation the dynamic right uh, <laughs> but would you like play it safe when it comes to finances or like mm-hmm. how would that so happen? risk is a funny word in the financial world because um a lot of the ways that I guess people in finance or people people in I'm, my mind goes directly to banking but that's not the mm-hmm. only type of finance there is mm-hmm. but risk you gotta gotta think about it as like a part of a pair because there's risk and there's reward mm-hmm. um, the risk isn't always suited up to be a bad thing when you are in certain areas of finance gotcha. um because the more risk you take on the more reward reward you can receive less risk you take on the less uh reward you can receive but it just depends on what you're doing there so i wouldn't say i would take less risk or take more risk mm-hmm. it would just depend on like what i'm doing if that makes sense no it definitely does make sense and I guess maybe can we get a tangible example, like you said, in a banker um, realm? So like, what was your what was your mind thinking in that way? Like, how would you relate this as a banker? <laughs> so, OK, so I have a perfect example, actually, because I've just, I just had a few conversations with 
um, some people about retirement. Mm-hmm. So one of my first jobs, well, my first job out of uh, college was with a big four accounting firm, but I worked in the finance department as a, uh, as a, wow, I can't even think of the topic right now. I mean, the topic, as a financial planner, I learned a lot. I took a lot from it. And I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to, because um, it taught me a lot about retirement, savings, like how people deal with things, because I was talking to people all day about those things. Mm-hmm. And as it relates to risk, um, I learned that when you are someone who is closer to retirement age, someone who is, they work their life, they mm-hmm. earn their money, whatever it is, it makes sense to still have investments at that point. But since you are so close to retirement age, it makes sense to have those quote unquote less risky investments because you don't want your money to fluctuate super heavily. You don't want to, you know, have big differences or big changes within those investment accounts because you want to be able to use it because you're at retirement age. Right. Whereas for us, we got 25, 30 years before we're going to sit down somewhere and not do anything at all. So it makes sense to have that, you know, risk up a little mm-hmm. to be able to receive more reward on this front end. And then later on, we can dial it down when we don't need as much, you know, reward because we built it all up during those work years. So that's like a perfect example of like, Okay, gotcha. can, I can switch up my dynamic with the risk. Yeah. There's a little more wiggle room. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Right. A little more wiggle room. Okay. And I said this in the beginning of the episode, um, but I'm going to also say it again right now. This is not financial advice. Okay. So no one's <laughs> telling you what to do with your money, how right. to do with your money. Per usual, all the episodes are awareness, bringing the conversation to the community and see how we can gain some financial literacy. So. With that even being said, why is finances important? Mm -hmm. So I really like this question because it depends on what is important to you Mm -hmm. to to like prioritize your finances. Ultimately, you want to have that kind of higher up on your your priority list. Mm -hmm. But someone put it really great. I don't know who it was or. I feel like it was a rapper or something. I'm not sure if it was. <laughs> but the way that they said it, it was kind of like money isn't everything, but it's one less thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. So when your finances are in order, if you make that something that's important, you can focus on everything else or do everything else that you want to. And it's a work in progress. It's mm-hmm. definitely a work in progress all the time. Nobody has everything all together, of course, with anything in life. Yeah. But just having your finances in, in order, being financially literate, knowing the decisions that you're making are good decisions for you. is just one less thing to worry about in all the stuff that we have to worry about. So that's why it's so important. Right. Right. Uh, that makes sense because I'm not sure how this relates, but it came to my head. <laughs> um, like in the counseling realm, there's like this theory, like it's like a Maslow and you probably have heard of it as well because Florida State don't play. Um, but anyways, <laughs> there's like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. And essentially it just talks about like people's basic needs that they don't have like food, shelter, you know, water, things like pleasure, like sex and things of that sort. If they don't have those things, they're definitely not worried about their mental health. Like they're not worried about like all these other avenues of life. And I think it's like an important thing because like what you said, like money isn't everything. It's not the end all be all because you can have a lot of money and um, be unhealthy mentally, physically. But it unfortunately in this world right now, it's an exchange of energy, an exchange of currency. It's 
kind of a way for you to kind of like get in and out of certain doors. So I appreciate that point that you made. I guess another thought that comes up is I know right now, and I don't know if this is like a boundary within the community, but right now people are talking about um, like, like 4X, like Bitcoins, and then compared to like physical cash compared Mm -hmm. to like money in the bank. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if this is like your realm, but can you talk about like why it may be important to have like those different forms of income or is it even important at all? Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that it is important. Um, I have definitely, you know, been in different avenues of learning about trading or learning about digital currencies and things of that nature. I, I, I try to stay abreast of all of that information because everything is ever evolving. And so that is actually the point I want to make is it not that you have to dive into all of this information or it's like, I wouldn't say it's not a necessity, but I will say that at least getting a little bit of information about it does not hurt because Mm -hmm. if you really think about it, like I said, everything evolves. Money has evolved over time. Like we went from, um, I don't know the exact order, but it's kind of like, Okay, we had commodities, then we had the coinage, then we had paper money, then we had cars, and now yeah. like it's it's ever evolving. So it's like staying abreast or or keeping up with that information doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. just because you don't want to be left out of the mix, right? So, um, I definitely think it's it's yeah, it's information out there. It's information about everything, but yeah. that is something that makes sense to me. Definitely, definitely. And I think uh, what you were getting to is what we talk about on this podcast a a lot. And with things, you just take what you need from it and leave what you don't. What resonates with you, where resonates. If you want to fully engulf in it, then of course, like at the beginning, I was Mm -hmm. like, you're a Taurus, right? And I asked you about like (laughs) Zodiac signs. And it may or may not serve you to go completely in depth in Zodiac signs, right? And Mm -hmm. just like a, a quick example, but it seems like, that's kind of the same with with these different chains of money because on social media right now all I see is like trading and bitcoins I'm like what the hell is that do I need to go take another course like should I know better and it's 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 affirming that I don't need to go take a whole course but maybe understanding what it is how it relates to cash and money in the bank is important So I hope I'm not asking too much, but how can you explain what trading is or what even is Bitcoin? Because in my head, I'm just like, is this just virtual money? (laughs) Like, is it more than that? (laughs) So it is. It's um, so Bitcoin is a type of digital currency. Okay, Uh, it is what they would consider a decentralized type of currency. Mm -hmm. So like, no one owns Bitcoin, whereas you know. With the U.S. dollars, like there are ties to, you know, banking or it was at once um, at one point it was, you know, related to gold or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that is not Bitcoin. Like yeah. this is not that. <laughs> so yeah. decentralized. There's a finite amount of Bitcoin. So that's why the value of it is like always fluctuating mm-hmm. because it gets bought and it gets sold. So trading a lot of people refer to trading as trading foreign currencies Mm -hmm. or just trading different currencies worldwide because the foreign exchange market, which people refer to as Forex, Mm -hmm. which 
is actually oh, <laughs> yeah the Cornish wow market. this is why yeah. you need to learn information because <laughs> when you put it in that terms it's very easy <laughs> like yeah. because it, what it's giving is you know when you go to another country and it's like there's the little stations and it's like exactly. do you want to exchange your money wow this is why you need to just read <laughs> because for x for an ex- okay go ahead love <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you started the example. I was going to give exactly like if we went to Mexico mm-hmm. and we went, we we came with a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we ain't going to Mexico with a hundred dollars, but <laughs> if we went to Mexico with a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. we exchanged that hundred US dollars for, you know, whatever amount of peso they were going to give us. And we ended up not spending any money at all on our Mexico trip. Like we had people buying us bottles. We yeah. had, we had uh-huh. but we still had our money. We never spent. When we come back to exchange that money back into the U.S. currency, there's a fluctuation difference. Sometimes it can be more, sometimes it can be less. Oh, my God. And so what that that trading is grabbing that difference, Mm -hmm. basically. So so just like investing, you want to uh, buy low, sell high. Yeah. You want to capitalize on, you know, that that investment. So Mm -hmm. we want to buy other currencies when they're at a very low point and then sell them when they get up really high. It's a lot of different dynamics you can use in trading, different strategies, different um, ways you can look at it, all types of analyzation you can use to be yeah. able to like really decide what currencies are going to do this or what movements they're going to make. Uh, we can't control the market at all, but we yeah. can at least analyze it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what people are doing, basically going in there and grabbing that, um, that exchange rate amount. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. And it seems like I wouldn't say an easy job because no job easy. <laughs> but just thinking about it, like that was that could seem like a fun job to do. <laughs> like, OK, uh, wow. The, <laughs> it's so crazy how much you don't know, because the I'm still mind. But the fact that that's what Forex means, but I appreciate it because, of course, this is why we're here to have this conversation is to bring that awareness, even though a part of me feels like I'm probably the only one that doesn't know that. No, no, no. Trust me, you are not. Like people, people is there's a lot of things that have happened with social media in general and certain things have developed this bad connotation and kind of sway people's mind away from what things actually are. But if you don't know, if you don't do your research, if you are not up to date on information, you are kind of sort of missing out because of the stigma that it has on social media. Because, you know, life is social media these days, which it is not. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. So you're not the only one. You are not alone. (laughs) People out there think it's all kind of stuff. Yes. That is so crazy, especially because I guess me in my bubble of like mental health, I could relate to that as well because the word like holistic healing or like just so many different things we talk about zodiac signs like it's been a part of it is definitely colonized but then a part of it is also <laughs> like the makeup that social media puts on it so mm-hmm. I feel like this was very much an, an eye-opener because to me I'm like they're making this look really hard. It's looking very complicated. I've got scammed before. Okay. Like I don't want to deal with this and no, it's like what you don't know. You don't know. I won't say, I won't say it's not hard Mm -hmm. just because of the actual skill set that you have to learn to be able to use it efficiently and be successful with it takes time. A lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of practice, a lot of, 
a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of just being able to push yourself out there and understand it and be successful is 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 a lot. To be a master trader, um, you have to have a certain amount of trading hours. You have to have a certain amount of consistent type of success, and that takes years and years to do. So yeah. it is complicated, but the general idea is simple: money exchange, get money. Like that's yeah. it. <laughs> Got you. And I mean, that's like with anything, right? Anything that we want really isn't going to come easy if you want it at its full potential. If it was able to come easy, everybody would be doing it. So that's still, you know, a beautiful thing in itself that, yes, the basic concept for an everyday person that wants to gain some awareness, it's not that difficult. But if you want to be a master at it, if you want to be accredited and things of that sort, then yes, mm-hmm. you're going to have to learn some more, essentially get yourself some schooling on it so that you can become that es- expert. So that definitely right. makes sense. So this can go anywhere. And the fact that, uh, and I keep saying like in our community, as far as like in the black community, it we've, I'm trying to figure out where we can go with this conversation because we can go all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. From back in the days when we were definitely tried and misused and all the things, you know, again, we weren't thinking about this money type of thing. We're thinking about like survival. But I think that definitely manifested into us not being so adamant about how to get money because there's definitely money out there. It's just ways in which to get it. And unfortunately, we weren't taught these things. We weren't taught these things mm-hmm. in school. And it's like, all right, we can be sad about it. But then it's like, okay, what are you going to do to learn about it? What are you going to do to get the money? So mm-hmm. I guess with that being said, like, why would someone even want to be like financially literate from your perspective? I know we kind of dibbled and dabbled on it a little mm-hmm. bit, but why should this be something that one puts in their like toolbox essentially why should we gain this tool okay so i would start by saying it's important to why someone should want to even have this set of skills or be able to hold a simple conversation about finances Mm -hmm. is because like it or not kind of for lack of better terms actually money makes the world go round like that's that's kind of that's kind of what we do here like yeah it, like you said, it can open doors. It can it can do things for you. Not that it is everything, but it just makes things a little more efficient. Yeah, it makes things a little more efficient. So, someone would want to be financially literate just because they should want to reach for those different you know levels of success or just be able to do what they want to do comfortably. And I know that is easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, but being financially literate helps with that that lack of knowledge like getting the information knowing what you need to do knowing what this term means what this bank does what these people do like knowing that stuff and my boyfriend actually just put it perfectly earlier he said that we don't like resistance like it of we're of nature we don't like resistance so we're going to choose a path that is least resistance to what we're trying to get done like so if it means derail from what we're actually trying to do to to go do something else just because we don't want that resistance mm-hmm. we're not gonna get it done like we're going to choose something else to do so being financially literate getting more information kind of dials back uh dials down on that resistance like it helps us push through 
Yeah. You know, to get to different heights, to get to different levels, just because we have information. Right. So somebody should want to seek that information and get as much as possible so they can keep trucking, like keep going, keep going, right, keep going. Right, right. That's um that's probably that's that's the biggest reason why somebody should want to that's why I want to be financially literate. Right. Like the more I know, the better I can do. Let me keep keep doing what I'm doing, let me keep figuring it out so I can get to where I want to be. Definitely, definitely. So I guess that is like a perfect segue. How did you get into the finance, the finance world? Honestly, it's, it's very strange mm-hmm. first because I probably like 11th grade, 12th grade, I automatically knew I was going to school for finance. Mm-hmm. Don't know what clicked, mm-hmm. what made me, I, I will say like from personal experience, I lived with my mom Mm -hmm. Uh, I live with my mom my dad's in my life but I didn't live in a two-parent household Mm -hmm. so just seeing her go through different things seeing how she dealt with money Mm kind of taught me like I've always paid attention to like stuff that other people did that I did not want to do yeah or that I did not want to happen to me and kind of that stuck harder with me than like being impressionable and following somebody's Mm -hmm. footsteps I always want to take in like oh you did that I don't want to do that so not saying that my mom was wrong because yeah. she was doing she was doing the damn thing on her yeah. own, but it was like, yeah, I'm not trying to be in this predicament. Mm-hmm. So let me figure out what I need to do about this money. Let me figure mm-hmm. out how I need to to make these things work for me. Mm-hmm. So finance just stuck. And once I got to Florida State, I just was on that path. You know, did the general classes mm-hmm. in the first part of undergrad, and then went into my my major um, and got a degree bachelor of science and finance and then i've been in the field ever since so yeah. that's kind of how i got started but i honestly i don't i don't really know what screamed at me like hey you're gonna go to school with finance it just kind of happened <laughs> yeah it was and i hope i'm not overstepping my sand but essentially kind of like it seems like your purpose right because if you didn't like it i think you would have slid a long time ago yeah that's true, <laughs> that's true because i've had some experiences Yes. And I, and I don't mean purpose like, OK, this is all that you're meant to be. But kind of like what yeah. we were talking about earlier, uh, this is one of the beautiful tools in your toolbox of things that you can do. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what's up. It kind of brings me to like the question of the scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I definitely would love for you to tap into that as again, when it comes to things of mental health like we all go through a lot life is always going to keep lifing but I think it's really about the way that we look at things the way that we choose to take away certain things again leave what we don't need the way that we decide to go gain more information if we lack information in some things so I want to know if you can kind of talk about like the scarcity versus abundance mindset and this kind of, I don't even know if I was listening to a podcast or, or reading, I think, I don't know if I was reading something as well. And they also like related it to just mental health in general, like, cause I can get both parts, right? Like, of course, when you've been like down and out and you finally get a good amount of money, it's like, well, damn, like, I don't want it to go anywhere because it's mm-hmm. this long for me to get it adhering to the scarcity mindset but also like the abundance mindset that money's going to come and go it's going to flow as long as you do um and i know that again this is lot easier said than done not saying as long as you do what you need the money's going to come to you right but if you operate kind of like at that frequency to 
make sure you're in alignment with the money that you're receiving, you're in alignment with your income. I personally believe that it will come to you. Um, but yeah, I started blabbering. So you can kind of tell us. No, no, you're good. I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, you, you blabber because I'm saying everything is like ding in my head because this is like I, this question is so near and dear to me because it is something that I personally, even like being in finance for as long as I have, even like going through my major, do, mm-hmm. going through different jobs, going through different internships, learning about all of that stuff, never really fixed my mindset around it. Like, even though I saw my mom going through whatever she was going through as I was growing up, mm-hmm. I, I was dealing with a scarcity mindset environment. Mm-hmm. So even learning all of these things about money still never switched my mindset. So I've been more proactive, like recently, mm-hmm. like a lot more proactive, a lot more intentional about like kind of rescheduling my mind about that that topic mm-hmm. and so well first things first we are meant to live an abundant life and I don't know you know if, if there are listeners out there who you know have different walks of faith or whatever it is but in my faith we are supposed to live in a, in a, a life of abundance mm-hmm. and so that is just what I've been practicing because like you say, it's not bad to, it's, it's, I can see both sides of it mm-hmm. because you do want to make things make sense for you financially, but that's where the financial literacy part comes in. Mm-hmm. So once you are walking in that abundance, once you do have, you know, all of the things mm-hmm. and you have what you need, that financial literacy takes over for the scarcity mindset yeah. part. If you have your pieces in order, mm-hmm. that is what, what helps things make sense. And so, yeah, that abundance mindset is really is is really a skill. Mm-hmm. Like it's really a skill to have, and it's really a skill that you really have to work hard to to push through and to accept because it makes the world of difference. And that's with anything, not even just with money. Like mm-hmm. with your gifts, with your relationships, mm-hmm. with your job, with anything. Like you are you you have to walk in the mindset of this will work because I want it to work. Yes. This will happen because I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've more intentionally been doing. And it's, it's like you said, learning your chart made the difference in your life. Like learning that, like click that switch really has made a difference in my life. And not that I'm not still struggling with it or still mm-hmm. trying to push through it, but it's like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm yeah. getting it. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, it needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And it sounds like, like the takeaway so we, <laughs> I think sometimes I got to take like my hat off of like, okay, this is me hosting uh, Shots and Serenity. We're having organic conversations and like talking to a client <laughs> because <laughs> people are very fragile when you talk about things like faith and religion and all the things, but we promote a safe space, yeah. holistic wellness. So literally the mind, the body and soul and whatever that means to oneself. So what I'm hearing is essentially like, you know, when you're growing up and they're like, faith without works is dead. <laughs> However you decide to take that, that's up to you. But I think the message really is like all the what ifs, all the uncontrollable events, like keep that outside. <laughs> and yeah. all that you can keep inside is making sure, you know, if you have a goal to be a doctor and make a lot of money like sadly enough the degree is not just going to make the money because you got to pay that that back but knowing that you went to school you put in the work to learn the anatomy and the physiology of one's body 
and essentially taking the course or even like, a, I guess I'll change my example with the financial literacy, like what you said. Um, I would think like, okay, once I go to school, I already to learn this. There's no reason for me to ever be broke, <laughs> but no, yeah, no. It's, no. Not, <laughs> it's not that no, easy. No. <laughs> it really isn't that easy other than like reassuring yourself, like, okay, I have some goals. I understand how to achieve them. Things are going to come and go regardless, but I have faith. I have understanding and I feel aligned with the fact that I'm in the right position. I'm operating at the right frequency. So things are going to come my way. Um, mm-hmm. The the saying that I said earlier about money comes and goes literally like my partner put that in my head because I definitely grew up in a single single parent household and my father was also in my life, but it felt like, okay, sis is working too many jobs to make ends meet and we still not rich. And of course she did the best that she could with the things that she had. Um, but it definitely manifested into like, okay, I have to make money to make sure I'm fine. And if I didn't have money, I didn't feel fine as opposed to just like, I guess it's like a, a testament now that I technically really, and I've talked about this on my podcast many times before, but I don't even really have a real job, <laughs> but I pay all my bills. Like I don't even get no help. And a lot of times I'm like, how the hell is this making it work? But exactly. I'm making it work because I did all the things like manifested. I'm being kind to people. So that way my blessings can come back as well. Not saying I'm only being kind to get blessed, but even things in that, in like those aspects, you just don't realize how putting out good energy really gets it back. And like you said, whether that be finances, whether it be a partnership, whether it be, you know, the life you want to live, like once you start acting as if you already have it in a humble way, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's going <laughs> it's gonna to come to you. So, yeah. And yeah, I know no, no. that sounds a lot easier said than done, but I think for those of you listening, anything that you can get out of this is really just make sure you're doing the works and make sure you're doing right onto people. You're building that good karma and the universe will bless you. (laughs) And if I could kind of like talk about what that work looks like for me, that work looks like just intentionally blocking out any like negative thoughts like you literally and it might sound crazy it's I don't know what but literally I'm like dang I don't want to I don't want to do this I think it's gonna happen like "Uh uh-uh girl what are you doing like just what are you like Mm -hmm. like no get this out of my hair real quick because if I don't do that if I don't combat those thoughts right away or find a way to combat them like it'll consume Mm-hmm. So I like try to listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. I listen to um just interviews of people in different positions in life, like wealthier positions in life yeah. who talk about the same things because you literally have to train. And it's like it's it could be as tough as going to the gym and training. Like you are training your mind for real. It, it's it's very hard. It's very, very hard to do. But if you have a goal in mind, if you're set on that, if you really, really try to be intentional, it'll start being second nature. And that's kind of the the step that I'm going into. I start feeling like the resistance that I do feel now comes a lot stronger, mm-hmm. but I found myself recovering from it a lot faster yeah. because I'm like, oh, no, mm-hmm. no, I heard this. I read this. I saw this. I'm good. I'm not going to do yes. this today. Like, let me get back on my feet real quick. So 
<laughs> yes. And I love that because it sounds like the journey, right? Like a lot of people think like, okay, I quote unquote train my my mind and something triggered me. So now I have to go back to the un, that un, essentially unhealed version of myself. And it's like, no, the beautiful part is what you said. The comeback is a lot quicker. And even if it is a little slower, one point, that's fine. Maybe you needed to sit in it. Maybe mm-hmm. there was a lesson in that slower comeback. Um, but the whole point is that you were able to come back as opposed to maybe old versions of yourself. You would sit in it and you would dwindle and you wouldn't even want to work towards your goals. So right. definitely said a word. Also. I think you surround you surround yourself with the things that you want as well. When you are feeling down, yes, put on something that's inspirational. Um, listen to people who have done and mastered the things that you want to do and what you want to master. I think a lot of times we find ourselves in other people's lanes and looking at other people who aren't even where <laughs> like you want to be, and that's where a lot of us get like messed up. Like you're worrying about someone who is in completely different lane doing something completely different as opposed to focusing on like you and the things that you want and the goals that you want to achieve and I think that's also um, correct me if I'm wrong like that's also part of that abundance mindset like when you start looking at other people or looking at life through a lens of lack like that's what you're gonna get (laughs) as opposed to being abundant but I love this conversation we can keep going (laughs) it's great it's great yeah, I just say try to fill your space up. Even okay, I will add this. Even in the times that you do not feel like, or I'll speak about myself because I'm not giving advice. I'm not professional either. Mm-hmm. But for myself, even in those times where I feel like, oh, I know I need to listen to a podcast, or I know I need to listen to something that's going like trigger something else in my head, but mm-hmm. I don't really feel like it. Like I'll just kind of like, like play it and run away. Like just, just play, <laughs> just, just play it, and I'll maybe pick it up sometime like I'll start listening to it at some point right now I don't want to hear that shit but yeah. I'm gonna just play it and see what happens and then all of a sudden I forget that I was even in a rut so yeah definitely yes truly cultivating positivity is it and I I don't have to go down a rabbit hole because I, I think I literally have a podcast about like you don't have to be positive all the time like that's just not it's not feasible and it's unrealistic. Yeah. You're going to have emotions that you're sad, you're mad, you're angry, and it's okay to feel those things. Being aware of those things are important. But in this case, uh, definitely have a positive mindset. Like when you are stressed, like listen to that little, the little Janelle on your shoulder, like, okay, play it and run away. <laughs> but yeah. I can definitely resonate with that. Like sometimes when I'm not feeling it, and I know better. I know to pour back into myself, but I'm like, no, I don't want to pour back into myself right now. I don't want to be mad. And it's like, that's not helpful. But you know what? Let's play the music and walk away anyways. Um, so I definitely can relate and resonate with that. And that itself is a skill to you gave a perfect example. The same way people train their physical body, you definitely need to train your mental body as well. Yeah. So I guess with that being said, how do you feel like financial literacy impacts one's like mental health or why are those two even associated with one another? So kind of one of the points that I said before is just when you are financially literate and you know that the decisions that you are making are sound, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're on the right track. That's one less thing to worry about because life be life. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's so much stuff going on. There's so many goals that you want to reach. There's so much stuff that you see all day. There's so many people that you come in contact with. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things are um, or can be. Mm-hmm. It, I won't say they're draining all the time, but it takes energy to to be able to interact with those things. I feel like it's easy to feel not accomplished mm-hmm. or I might I might be a, I might be projecting. I okay. might be projecting. But it feels a little could feel a little like not accomplished or like you are just not where you want to be if you don't have a certain amount of money or if you don't mm-hmm. feel yourself doing things that you think you should be doing at yeah. a certain age or whatever it is. But being financially literate, knowing that, okay, I just started this account last week. Mm-hmm. I'm fin- financially literate enough to know that I'm going to be saving this much amount of money. Like I'm going to be putting my money here. I'm investing in myself for this reason or I know these things are happening for me. Being financially literate enough to understand that helps you kind of reset your mind about mm-hmm. money and just feeling a way about it. If it does bring you to those places that I mentioned, mm-hmm. just because nothing happens overnight mm-hmm. and just understanding the simple things just puts you in a better place. And I think that, um, I think it's kind of been romanticized in a way like financial literacy itself or just understanding things because yeah, everybody needs to know what a debit card is versus the credit card. Everybody needs to know what limits, you know, what amounts of credit uses they need to have. Everybody needs to know this and that, but it's like, it's been romanticized to be like, I don't know, not that important, but important. Mm-hmm. And people kind of brush it off of their shoulders. Like, Oh yeah, I know what money is. Like, like take that off your shoulders real quick like figure it out so mm-hmm. that you don't feel like you're not getting something done or you are five years into something you thought you were getting done but you are not because yeah. you weren't financially literate enough mm-hmm. to to understand so it just takes a toll on you when you feel like you don't have enough money or you're not doing what you need to yes like, yes definitely and even going back to like the social media part where you're looking at other people like do these things or they're in Mexico every other day. <laughs> and it's just like, I want to be in Mexico, but I think it's just reminding yourself to stay in your lane and be in your own journey. Like if you want to go to Mexico, you save your money and do what you need to do to go towards Mexico. And some of these people don't have whole bills. They don't have a uh, rent, mortgage, car note, like going to like all these things. And again, no pointing fingers but that's why it's so important to kind of stay in your lane because your circumstance is completely different to someone else's circumstance and I also feel like it's important to preference like whatever your definition of like financial freedom or financial wellness I definitely think that's subjective because someone may be very comfortable off of you know a certain amount of money because they're living within their means they're not struggling they're able to pay their bills, they have their peace, (laughs) as opposed to someone who may have a million dollars who does not have their peace, who has a whole lot of other things going on. So staying in your own lane definitely, (laughs) I think, helps with your your finances compared to mental, with mental health. 
I had another yeah. thought, but it left me. <laughs> no, I think I think a lot of what we're um what we're talking about is easy to like just related to to today's age, like our cohort of people here. Like we are stuck on social media. And it's not everybody. Everybody isn't like comparing their lives to mm-hmm. other people that they see on social media or anything like that. But that's like the most easily accessible thing to be able to kind of like understand where you are like figure out you know like what you're supposed to be doing although it's completely up to you like you said somebody's understanding the financial freedom or financial wellness could be they're able to order pizza every friday Mm -hmm. all their bills are paid they can get the a from point a to point b every week Mm -hmm. and they're fine with that which is cool Mm -hmm. so they you know might not be comparing themselves but it's just like because social media is so easily accessible i think that's why we're putting emphasis on not comparing or you know just just understanding things so that you can do what you need to do for yourself and not be trying to keep up with everything because honestly like you said no pointing fingers but even if those people do have bills and they are in Mexico every week and they are doing that mm-hmm. that don't mean they have financial literacy either that don't mean everything else makes sense because we might be 60 years old one day and everybody looking around at each other confused and you might be the person who's not confused right. because you have literacy so it's just like you know gotta gotta do what's for you definitely definitely it was crazy because the other day i was me and my partner were looking at uh i forgot his name something cofield on instagram the podcast and i found him and like he is a lifesaver (laughs) with understanding things of finances i think his niche is taxes and Mm -hmm. it talked about like how essentially taxes were, and again, no advice, don't quote me, um, <laughs> taxes were uh, really uh, is beneficial for like the entrepreneur or um, those that either like work for themselves as opposed to like the employer. Because, you know, when you think of all the money that takes, that's, gets, that's getting taken out of your check, it's like, well, damn, where's all my money? But he was flipping it by saying like, all the things that you can legally write off for taxes that will give your business income as opposed to you having to pay, you know, the government back or essentially (laughs) there was a quote and he was like, yes, you need money to start a business, but no one said the money has to be yours and not in a mindset like, Oh, I'm about to take other people's money, but no, like you need to figure out how your taxes work how you can write off things maybe like the year before. Cause he has like a preparing for tax season where he says like, I think it's from like October to December. He is looking at things that he can prepay in ads. If he wants to buy a company's car and essentially people look at that, like, Oh, that's illegal. And it's like, no, if you're using it for your business and you file the taxes, like a write-off essentially, that is setting you up for you to not have a whole bunch of debt for when taxes come out. And in my mind, you would think like, you could do that. Like, is that legal? But definitely it is. And the reason why people are making so much money is because they have that knowledge of how to do things and doing it the correct way. So definitely had a light bulb switch in our brain about like, you know, this money thing is like what you don't know, you don't know. But the things you do know, you are able to set yourself up to a position where you can be your definition of financially free, financially abundant. 
because there is money out there. It's just about how you can get it and essentially playing the game with the government as well. Heavy on legally, though, like nobody wants to go to jail. (laughs) Nobody wants to have to pay more money back later. (laughs) But there's definitely legal ways to finesse and get what we deserve, to be honest. So. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people out there teaching it. And not that everybody is a guru or everybody knows what they're talking about. But the more that we are learning and the more that, that people are sharing, it's like becoming really attainable. Like it feels like it can it can actually be a thing. And I really love that for us. Like I love that for mm-hmm. everybody, even like for myself. Like I've, I've, I do all the things. So I'm in different like endeavors and learning about how this works, how that works. And although I have like a good basis of basic financial literacy, like mm-hmm. understanding certain things, their finance is super, super broad. So I'm always learning something. I'm always seeking like more information about, like you said, like different things about taxes and different ways to use other people's money. Even things as simple as like writing a business plan and submitting it to venture capital companies. Mm-hmm. To be able to get funny for your business is not as hard as it sounds. Like literally, it's it's so much stuff out there for people to be able to get on their feet. It's literally about the work and about the knowledge. Yeah. And that's why financial literacy is super important. Yeah, truly. And knowledge really is something that can't be taken away from you. Cause during school, and I guess I can speak <laughs> for myself, they made it seem very hard. They made it seem like, okay, I do gotta go get a whole degree about it um but you know as you get older you realize you can have like all the knowledge but it's like really about applying it and thankfully there are individuals and not just like individuals because sad to say the white people been knew this <laughs> they've been knew this that's how they've been making it work but finally like there's people part of our community the BIPOC community black and brown individuals in general that are learning this and aren't feeling like they have to be stingy or um, charge you a million, millions of dollars just to learn this information. Like you said, like all things, there are people who say they're gurus or they overcharge for certain things. But going back in the conversation about like alignment, if it's for you, you'll know if it's like good energy around it. And you know if you may be getting <laughs> finesse just for information mm-hmm. that you can Google. So mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate the fact that we are becoming more just like financially aware, just in general, because there really are just so many things you just don't know about. Yeah, like, it's, you know, cu- you know. yeah. it's crazy. Like some of the stuff I've learned, insane. I, I, for one, am definitely like trying to apply everything that I'm, that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And, and sometime in the foreseeable future, I feel like all of these things will come to fruition for me. So I wouldn't be one of those people who are able to like come back and share all of the things, but I just got to go through the process. So right. um, I definitely love that for us. When I say us, I mean us. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you can say it. We talk about us on our podcast. We talk about us. Like, us. Us. I love that for us. Yeah. But I love it for everybody, really, but just, yeah. It's, no, but it's we definitely good. love it for us. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of times I don't want to be stingy, but we can definitely <laughs> be stingy in this. Like, I definitely yeah. deserve that for us because it's about time. Like, even though, like, very much so grateful, but we definitely deserve this. So it's long overdue, <laughs> okay? But separate tangents, separate conversations. <laughs> um, so I guess what is any advice you would give someone that is 
trying just to gain some understanding about finances, like where could one even start? And I know that may vary, but. Yeah, it may vary uh, depending on what kind of information you're looking for. But I would say for the average person who wants to learn more about different types of savings accounts, different types of retirement accounts, different types of just um, like as far as it relates to like banking mm-hmm. and stuff, bankrate.com is a really good site, not only because they give you, they basically plug you into like different companies that, that offer certain things for you, but it's like a, it's an information account. So you can learn different things. They have different calculators on there. If you wanted to try to figure out some things for yourself mm-hmm. um, and just kind of explore it because it's full of information. That's, that's probably the first place I would go just to dabble a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get more like, and they even have information about taxes too. But if you wanted to dabble more into, um, sorry, let me repeat that, it's bankrate.com. So B-A-N-K-R-A-T-E.com. If you wanted to dabble more into like a niche kind of, like you were talking about, like specifically into taxes or specifically into funding or specifically into like things that are all over the place, Mm -hmm. I would say just use your use as much discernment as possible when it comes to seeking information from individuals try to make sure that you are learning from people who are accredited mm-hmm. try to make sure you're learning from people who i mean they don't have to be masters at the skills because you do want to get somebody who's at somewhat of a that can teach you at your level like you don't want somebody who's on level 500 teaching mm-hmm. you and you're at level five mm-hmm. so you do want to like get close to people who can teach you a little bit along the ways but just make sure they have some kind of credibility. Right. Um, so that you can take that and do your own research too. And research, research. It's a, it's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of resources out there for you. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so any like tips or advice for people who have like anxieties towards like finances who could be kind of like who the, what, the older versions of ourselves and that like scarcity mm-hmm. mindset and it's just like, but I, I need to keep this. I need to do that. Any advice for people who have anxiety towards money in general? I would say maybe you go back and listen to um, the part that we talked about having that abundant mindset. Because even if it doesn't relate to money, if you start at any section of your life practicing, working on abundance and a positivity mindset, it's going to transfer into everything. Mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and so i think when as it relates to anxiety and finances it's just about easier said than done but just walking through that fear and not just letting it block you at the door mm-hmm. like you kind of you got to struggle through it you got to um you have to identify with yourself what you're going through and then mm-hmm. walk through it knowing that it's going to be okay on the other side. Even if it's not like literally, even if it's like, Oh, I really can't check my bank account. I'm, I, I'm kind of scared to, to see that number in there. Like, but don't you need to see the number? Mm-hmm. Don't you need to figure out what bills you need to pay? Like that kind of stuff. You kind of got to just walk through it easier said than done. I know, mm-hmm. but practice abundant mindset um, and have a plan for things that you want to get done. Kind of like we talked about going to Mexico, you know, you want to go to Mexico in December. Don't wait till November to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like have a plan that's going to alleviate so much anxiety from like knowing what you have to do to get from point A to point B because you had it all mapped out and just, yeah, just have discipline in knowing that your plan is going to work. Definitely. 
Yes. And even like well, um, just echoing what you said about it's okay to like fail. <laughs> like a lot of times we think like, okay, this didn't work out perfectly the first time. I guess I'm done with it. Like, no, you knew you made a mistake. You identify what that mistake is. So you don't make it again. <laughs> now, if you make other mistakes, okay, granted, but that's one less mistake that you have to keep redoing and kind of like reprocessing and going through because you kind of already evaluated what kind what went wrong in this situation, how you can fix it and how to move forward. So I definitely love that. that. Yeah, what I said the definition of in- insanity is <laughs> on the <laughs> same thing. Expected results. results. So don't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. All right, love. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about that we didn't touch on? Any other thoughts, any other like topics that you want to talk about? I I feel like I didn't talk directly about about like our community a lot. I feel like we talked about our community mm-hmm. in money, but I feel like we did. I feel like it was super general, but I feel like I'm talking to our community yes. anyway. So definitely down to have that conversation. We could talk about it on this podcast, like yeah. the COVID area of like okay, let's just start a business and call it a day without like establishing that business so that you can reap the awards of the taxes and things of that sort. So can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yep. So I have had my share of entrepreneurial endeavors or mm-hmm. wherever I, you know, have tried, I've tried to sell lashes before or some candles. I've done uh, all all types of things really mm-hmm. and uh a part of that is because I feel like I have a lot of talents and I'm trying to figure out which one is gonna yeah. is gonna make me money but even though I know that I have these talents there's still a huge chunk that I need to learn about actual business and actual how money flows and stuff mm-hmm. like that because like as it relates to a business at least because that is what's going to sustain my business. So I'm not just like making the logo, putting a mm-hmm. Instagram page up and mm-hmm. then figuring out along the way. Like it takes a little bit of research to know how you're going to sustain your business and knowing, okay, maybe I can have this type of bank account, but I can't make these type of transactions or this is what I need for my taxes. Or this is how often I need to file or like all of that stuff is super, super necessary. And I think that, um, like you said, in the COVID age of, okay, everybody's starting businesses. Let me, let me try this. Not to like, I'm not trying to be one of those people like, oh, everybody can't start no business. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't own I'm not one of those people, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that in a lot of cases, we don't, we don't do due diligence when it comes to learning about what that business means for us, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are successful and I don't know people's back ends or their back office or what that looks like completely but I just feel like there is an there is an urge to start things but not really understand them and I I could be I'm speaking to myself like I have like Mm -hmm. I said I have a lot of talents that I feel like I want to share but Mm -hmm. I got to understand what that means for me on the back end like in the background how all of those things work and I think coming it's a huge like leap coming from we were in a household where our grandparents or our parents were saying like, uh-uh, you don't need to be involved in that stuff because you don't know what they're going to do or people be scamming or like, mm-hmm. we're coming from that into like, oh yeah, go start your business, go do this, go do that. Oh, but we still don't have enough information about it. So it's right. super, super important to to understand that you need to do research for those things. 
Yes, definitely. And definitely don't feel like, you know, you're just assuming because, again, in life, you take what you need from you, let go what you don't. This is an awareness episode. And unfortunately, there are people who just want to start businesses like (laughs) thankfully, I kind of had like the um, I guess like the (laughs) blueprint of my partner to see like the legal aspects of it because definitely we were talking about earlier that's how you end up having to pay back more money and you end up getting finessed by people who say that they're doing this uh because of the lack of knowledge so what you're saying is definitely important in the sense where yes start that boutique start selling what you need to sell do great things but make sure that you're doing it to the best of your abilities don't just start just to go like like finances, right? Like make sure you're learning what you need to learn. Make sure you understand the legal aspects of it so that stuff doesn't hit the fan so that you're not worrying about like, how am I going to pay this money back? I took someone's name, blah, blah, blah. And kind of just being proactive about what you want, especially if you're serious about it, right? Because a lot of times we start businesses for things that we're deeply passionate about. So if you're deeply passionate about a passionate about something, you wouldn't want anyone to take that from you. You don't want anyone to sue you. You don't want to be in the wrong space. So it's definitely conducive for one to get the information that they need. Kind of like what you said about the account, listening to the person as well. And well, yeah, (laughs) listen to the person as well. (laughs) He talked, I was going to go on another tangent because I definitely (laughs) do that. He talked about like the importance of three business accounts, like you think you just need a one business account and you're fine. Like, no, you have one business account where all your income is. Um, then you have like another a business account for expenses, whether that be for like supplies or things of that sort. So there's a certain amount of money that comes from the income business account. Like every 15th, you're paying yourself a hundred dollars. Those are, so you're only really having like two to three transactions. Then the next business account is like for your taxes. So, okay, for my income, I know $100 on the 15th, I'm going to my expenses account. And then $200 on the first, I'm going to my taxes account. And at first you're like, well, why the hell I got to have all these accounts? But when you think about it in like the business aspect, one, the the government is like, okay, I'm only looking at the income count right now. They're obviously really good with money. Their money's only going to places, whether that be to another account for their expenses or going to their taxes. So you may be more eligible for a loan or for some type of assistance because it portrays that you are literate with your money as opposed to having one account and having 25 different ways that yeah like there's no organization there's no planning like you talked about so hell no they're not about to give you that loan (laughs) they're not about to give you no money because it seems like you can't even handle your money so if you can't handle your money you're definitely not going to handle their money (laughs) but things like that that I can never I can't say like oh yeah I've been through that no definitely had to learn that and understand the importance of it so what you're talking about of Yes, we're definitely rooting for our community, but it's also important for us to not put ourselves back 10 steps. Society already put us back 10 steps. Like they already owe us a hell of a lot for the shit that we've done for this country. But there's no reason for us to put ourselves in like more debt 
or um, more tough situations. Because one thing you don't play with is the government. <laughs> like you play with anybody else, you just don't play with the government. <laughs> no, yo, and as it as it relates to like mental health, to tie all back in, it's like when those things are in place, it gives you. Or when you are doing your due diligence that way and you are feeling secure about your business, you started it for a reason. You started to make money. So now you have these things in place and you see it kind of going. It's a well-oiled machine. It makes you a little bit more confident. It makes you keep going. Like, you know, you're building that confidence. You're feeling stronger about what you're actually doing and taking it more serious. And then, you know, eventually it'll be where it needs to be. Yes. And that that relates to your mental because it just makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. So just having that plan, having those things in order. Definitely. How's the move? Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, I definitely appreciate this conversation. It was definitely nice catching up with you as well. <laughs> uh, is there any other tips? We won't use the word advice here. <laughs> is there any more tips and tricks that you can um, provide to us if you have any? If not, do you want to start plugging your social media so we can support you? Yes, no tips and tricks that I can think of off the top of my head, but we'll definitely share them to add to the show notes if necessary. <laughs> but as far as my um, Instagram handle is Janelle MW, that is where I'm most active. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's where I'm most active. That's my Instagram. Uh, a lot of my other handles are the same thing. My TikTok handle is that. Mm-hmm. My YouTube handle is that. So it's probably if you want to find me, it's Janelle MW. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just about it. Yeah, anything else, I'll just have you include in the show notes. Okay. All right. So uh, any other ways that we can support you? Any business endeavors? You do a beautiful job de- decorating. I know we were talking about when I'm leaving Tallahassee. I'm definitely coming <laughs> to you for some inspiration. Um, but yeah, any uh, ways that we can support you or anything like that? Yeah, so... I don't have a completed website at the moment, but I have started doing e-design. So I actually just this weekend, it'll be a long time when this comes out (laughs) on the podcast, but just this weekend, I um, helped, well, I redid my, one of my friend's guest room. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was like a big project for me. So I've I've been, I'm getting into e-design. I have forms up, but I've kind of been sending them out um, more intimately between like my friends and different family members. But definitely check out the links in my bio on Instagram. I have you know, Amazon storefront mm-hmm. where you can find different decor items that you would like. Mm-hmm. Just openly, it is, they are affiliate links. So I do earn a percentage from your purchases. But um, yes. that is one way that you can support me. And just, yeah, the links in there. If you have any questions, I'm going to book and DM me. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with affiliate links. Click them and support my girl. Um, you're going to buy it anyway, so you might as well just click it to help her out. Um, but definitely, I will put all of those in the show notes. Uh, I'm thinking that maybe we could talk about this a little off <laughs> recording, but I would love to have you back at some point in life because hopefully shots to somebody. We're just going to keep going <laughs> and talk about different things. <laughs> uh, just talk about like home decor and like how. I don't know. Having a peace of mind in your home is just like a different, it's a different ball game for your mental health. Like after leaving the chaos of the world and just being all over the place and coming back home into your own like peace that you've created and put your own touch on, that has to do something to your mental health. (laughs) 
No, I believe it does too. I absolutely believe it does. I, I feel like, so I, there are more things that I can plug, but I don't feel like they're completely together yet. Yeah. So I don't have to plug at the moment. <laughs> but um, when I started my candle business, the name of it is Poise, but my LLC name is Poise, was Poise Home. I'm amending mm-hmm. it now for some other things. But it was poised home because the dream that I had is for it to like be all encompassing of like yeah. different home decor items and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so now I'm in the process of like transitioning into okay, now I'm designing spaces yeah. and potentially you know selling products and stuff mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm like, yeah, poise is a perfect word for this because it's yeah. balanced. Literally, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> like this, like status quo for me. That's I'm all about balance. Like I. Right. I can't deal with that raw, raw stuff. Like, God, I need, be, I need to be home. I need to be comfortable. I need to be cozy. Like, all of that is what poison means to me. Like, just kind of, like, having it put together, in a sense. So, definitely relates to mental health because I'd be ready to get home. Even though I work from home, but I love being at home. Truly, truly. But, okay, we can save the teas for later in life when life brings us back full circle. We can have that conversation. Yeah. Definitely, again, it's okay to not have your stuff right now because one, that means you're putting in the effort that it takes. You're not just throwing stuff because you obviously are knowledgeable about that. So I love that. Still, of course, support her. Like you said, you are open to like DMs and have conversations about home decor. Okay. Mm -hmm. So definitely support her. Definitely reach out. And yes, I just, I love this. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me and give your insight about financial literacy. Thank you. I appreciate you. (laughs) Alrighty, my loves. It was amazing, right? Yep, I know. I know. I wasn't lying. It was a great episode. (laughs) I really hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you were able to take something from this episode, something that you can use today, explore today to gain some more um, awareness, essentially, about your finances and what finances mean to you. So it is that time of the episode where I provide a quote of the week. Be sure to check our show notes. I will put Janelle's information on there and links to some of the top that we discussed that can help one out that is exploring you know all the beautiful manifestations of finances so be sure to look out for that as well this week's quote is by mary ann williamson i don't know them but bless their soul (laughs) they said the key to abundance is meeting limited circumstances with unlimited thoughts so I thought that was just so 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 amazing because as we talked about you know living life and as we talk about in our shows in general what you put out in this world is what you're gonna get back so yes you may not be hitting the financial goal you essentially want but you preparing you taking the time to listen to this episode you creating a plan on what you want and what life that you want to create for yourself it's already putting the energies the foundations and essentially aligning yourself to be in a position to receive to receive flow to receive abundance to receive you know income to receive peace love joy whatever it is that you're desiring so this episode was already long but i loved it so i'm gonna stop here and i will see you guys in our next episode namaste thank you my loves for taking the time out to listen and join the conversation i really hope you all enjoyed it Please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. 
If you've done so already and you like the vibes, be sure to write a review wherever you're listening to Shots of Serenity. It truly helps. Also, feel free to email or DM us with any recommendations, questions, comments, or concerns. Our email is shotsofserenity at gmail.com. Our Instagram is shotsofserenity underscore. And those are all spelled the exact same way it is spelled on our podcast. I'll see you guys next episode. Thanks again for listening. Peace and blessings to you all and your families. And I hope you all have an amazing week. Bye-bye.